0: Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom, the podcast taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer, are now broadcast on weekdays. Podcast 16 of Season 2 is entitled The Heisenberg Principle, or The Science of Free Will. Ron, tell us what you mean by The Science of Free Will. Christians should take note of an important scientific principle that invalidates the view that science has taken that free will does not exist. It is called the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. The Heisenberg Principle of Uncertainty depicts the strange behavior of atomic particles. The more precisely you establish the position of a particle, the less precisely you can determine its momentum. The same is true in reverse. The more precisely you determine its momentum, The less precisely you determine its position. Heisenberg said, it has turned out that it is in principle impossible to know to measure the position and velocity of a piece of matter with arbitrary accuracy, unquote. For Christians, the primary contribution of the Heisenberg principle is that it suggests that free will is in the realm of scientific probability. I am not saying that the strange behavior of photons and electrons or the conflict over waves and particles gives us free will. However, I am saying that the uncertainty principle contradicts the scientific claim that man does not have free will. Science drew its opinion about free will based on the Newtonian view of the universe, where everything is certain. On the one hand, the Newtonian physics hold fast in a world that we see as solid and predictable. However, science has unveiled another world, the world of quantum mechanics that does not appear to comply to the world that we see with our natural senses. It is a world of uncertainty. In other words, we suddenly are faced with two sets of laws, one that fits the Newtonian world, or the world we live in every day, and the subatomic world, the world that cannot be discerned with the naked eye. In the subatomic world, or the world we see under the electron microscope, uncertainty is the norm. Science challenges free will based entirely on Newtonian physics. In The Grand Design, Stephen Hawking writes It is hard to imagine how free will can operate if our behavior is determined by physical law. So it seems that we are no more than biological machines and that free will is just an illusion. When taken into account the uncertainty principle, it is not hard at all to imagine how free will can operate. Mr. Hawking's premise is wrong. It is not correct that behavior is determined by physical law. Free will does not originate with the mortal body. Free will originates with the spirit, which is immortal and subject to a completely different set of laws. There is a peculiar attribute of the uncertainty principle. It applies to the future, but not to the past. You may not be able to predict the position and momentum of a particle at the same time, but once established, it can be measured. In other words, once fixed, the history does not change. It's a great analogy. And ironically, it contradicts the modern theory of multiple universes. Simply stated, the idea of the multiple universe is that all possibilities exist simultaneously. For example, as one writer put it, In one universe, Lincoln is shot. In another universe, he isn't. It appears that, using Lord Alexander's words, the future is a great perhaps. The past is the only reality. It is fossilized and cannot be changed. But to be clear, I'm not claiming that the principle of uncertainty is the law that creates free will. I am saying that if the principles of quantum mechanics are true, and the principles of Newtonian physics are also true, what is to prevent another dimension of laws, not yet discovered, that govern free will to also be true? For example, Science has identified three levels of laws, which, for convenience, I call the laws of the microscopic world, the laws of the macroscopic world, and the laws of the telescopic world. The microscopic world is dominated by quantum mechanics, as represented by Heisenberg. The macroscopic world is dominated by Newton, and the telescopic world is dominated by Einstein. There is an apparent contradiction among the sets of laws that govern those worlds, yet they are all still true, assuming greater refinements will be made. There is a fourth dimension not recognized by science that forms the foundation of Christianity. That dimension is the world of immortality. The first three dimensions are subject to entropy, where things move from order to disorder. The fourth dimension isn't. It deals with the eternal nature of the soul. Laws of mortality cannot hold in a dimension of immortality, where there is no entropy. In fact, the fourth dimension offers not only the eternal nature of the Spirit, but through Christ it offers the resurrection of the mortal body to an immortal body, or from a mortal state to an immortal state. The mortal body is subject to entropy, therefore it dies. After the resurrection, when mortality is changed to immortality, there is no more death, no more entropy, and no more uncertainty. In the words of Paul, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-three 53-55. All dimensions must be governed by a complete set of laws. Miracles denote the presence, not the absence of law. The Christians offer a spiritual dimension that is just as governed by law as any law of physics. It is the spirit, not the body, that has free will. Therefore, only in laws that govern the spirit will you find the law that governs free will. We are dual beings. We have both an immortal spirit and a mortal body. The mortal body may be compared to a biological machine. The immortal spirit cannot be. Without the immortal spirit, there would be no free will. On the other hand, there would be no life. Of course, I need to distinguish among spiritual laws. For example, we consider the Ten Commandments to be spiritual laws because they were delivered by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. But those are not the spiritual laws I am referring to. Those laws are principles of conduct established by God to give us liberty in this mortal life. I am referring to another set of spiritual laws that are comparable to the laws of physics that bring about the resurrection of the dead. I present here an axiom of law that by necessity must be true for the microscopic world, for the macroscopic world, for the telescopic world, and for the spiritual world. The axiom is this. No law, regardless of appearances, can contradict another law. Everything is governed by law, and all laws must be true, or they are not laws. All dimensions and all spheres are governed by a complete set of laws that act independently. Even miracles are subject to law. No miracle can contradict or violate law. That holds for Christianity, and that holds for science. God is the creator of the temporal world with all of its dimensions, and he is a creator of the spiritual world with all of its dimensions, and all dimensions are governed by law. God does not pull a rabbit out of a hat. God organizes laws. God governs everything through law. He never contradicts laws. God cannot create something from nothing, and neither can science invent any scenario where, regardless of appearances, something can be created from nothing. The universe was organized by law, not by chance. Einstein was right. God does not play dice with the universe. Stephen Hawking was right when he said, There must be a complete set of laws, that, given the state of the universe at a specific time, would specify how the universe would develop from that time forward. These laws should hold everywhere and at all times, otherwise they wouldn't be laws, Stephen Hawking was wrong, however, when he said, Because there is a law like gravity, the universe can and will create itself from nothing. Spontaneous creation is the reason there is something rather than nothing. Why the universe exists, why we exist, It is not necessary to invoke God to light the blue touch paper and set the universe going, The great Mr. Hawkins should see the obvious, that the two statements contradict each other, and both cannot be true at the same time. We need to trust our senses, and our senses tell us that free will does exist. Free will cannot exist except through law. Instead of trying to discredit free will, we should spend our time trying to understand it. Only in that way, will we would gain a greater understanding of how God works. I would like to conclude this podcast with another axiom. It is the most important axiom science could ever learn. It is this. All spheres are governed by a complete set of laws acting independently. Those laws give us agency and free will, but all laws must be organized under one great whole, and that whole is governed by a single law or single set of laws. That is the ultimate intelligent design. Any philosophy that contradicts that axiom is a fragmentation of law. That is why chance can never be the creator of anything. The universe under the universal law of chance would self-destruct, ere anything of value would be created. Science is searching for the unified theory. It occupies most of their time. But they will never find it as long as they leave out intelligent design. Everything is governed by law, and laws can be discovered. However, chance is a dead end and cuts off scientific inquiry. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.